Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. Why is it so hard to find a Christmas tree? This week on Parts Per Billion, we do a deep, deep, deep dive into what's behind this year's scarce supply of Christmas trees. Believe it or not, it actually has to do with Nutella. Yes, Nutella. And we also ask whether the whole Christmas tree thing is even environmentally sustainable. Trust me, you don't want to miss this one. Hello, and welcome back to Parts Per Billion, the policy podcast from Bloomberg Environment. As always, I'm your host, David Schultz. We have a great episode for you today. It involves international trade relations, the Christmas industrial complex, and Nutella. Yes, the nutty, chocolatey spread is having an impact on your holidays this year. That's according to Bloomberg Environment reporter Adam Allington. Adam talked to us about Nutella's rising popularity and how that's directly tied to a shortage of a crop that's particularly important this time of year. Yeah, in some parts of the country, you know, they've basically sold out of trees in mid-December or, you know, have fewer trees available and the costs are going up. They're in some cases they're about 50% more than they were say 2 years ago. And what's going on is basically that there's simply fewer trees to go around, particularly in on the West Coast, the Pacific Northwest. Uh, they're just, you know, it takes seven to 10 years to grow a Christmas tree, and that puts you right back in the time of the Great Recession. And during that time, a lot of tree farmers either got out of the business or couldn't afford to plant as many trees, so they scaled it way back. And now that puts us in 2017 in a tight supply situation. So we're seeing kind of a delayed, uh, a delayed effect of the recession, uh, maybe a, a decade later. But you know, if these if these farmers aren't planting Christmas trees, what are they planting? Yeah, that's the interesting thing. Is it's not just about tight supply as a lingering after effect of the Great Recession. People are planting different trees, and one tree they're planting is hazelnuts. I know, particularly in the state of Oregon, which also happens to be the number one tree producer in the U.S. They're planting hazelnut trees instead. So they go, they're going from Christmas to, to hazelnuts. Uh, why? Why, why, are, why have you know, all these farmers said, you know what, Christmas trees, I'm not really into that anymore. I'm going to go with hazelnuts. Well, I'll answer that question with a question. Do you like chocolate? I do like chocolate. Thanks for asking. Yeah, and do you like hazelnuts? I like hazelnuts. But I, I think I see where you're going. You take those two and you put them together and you get Nutella. And that's the short answer, is Nutella 
which uh, uses hazelnuts as its one of its primary ingredients, is exploding. I mean, we see it all over here in the U.S., but it's not just the U.S. now. It's, it's Asia and China in particular. And the booming popularity of Nutella is creating all this pressure to plant more hazelnut trees. And Oregon, again, as it so happens, also has a history with hazelnuts. And so it was a natural substitution that people could go from Christmas trees into hazelnuts. And there are all sorts of other benefits that get tagged on there. You know, you don't have to cut a hazelnut tree down every seven years and replant it. Uh, there's fewer input costs. Um, and, and so given those choices, you know, between a booming market and this kind of fickle, you know, up and down Christmas tree market, a lot of, a lot of people just chose hazelnuts. And, and just, you know, not to get sidetracked, but for the record, I, I will say I, I do like chocolate. I do like hazelnuts. I don't really like Nutella. Can't explain it. I don't know why, but I just wanted to sort of get that out there for our listeners to know that that uh, if they're thinking about sending us here at Parts Per Billion a, a, a you know, Christmas gift, Nutella would not be high on the list. Uh, that's neither here nor there. The The main thing that I'm curious about is, is it just this one product? It's just this kind of nutty, chocolatey spread that's creating this huge demand for, for hazelnuts. And, you know, is it, is it that simple? I think you could say in a certain sense, yes. I mean, Nutella is has become a, a grocery store staple. I mean, it's a spread. People eat it for breakfast. Um, and so, you know, you take a, a, a niche product like Nutella that used to, you know, was made in Italy, you know, is popular in France and certain parts of Europe. And then you expand that quickly to the United States, to South America, to Asia. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you have got to get a huge supply to meet that demand for your product. And so hazelnuts are, you know, they're a niche nut. It's not peanuts. It's not cashews. And so... They've really had to ramp that up quickly, and that can really swing what farmers are planting. You know, turkey accounts for the vast majority of the hazelnuts in the global supply. You know, it's about, they grow most of the hazelnuts, right? About seventy percent of all hazelnuts come from Turkey. Well, you know, in recent years, there's been some things that have kind of made Ferrero, the maker of, of Nutella, kind of look at Turkey a little differently. You know, failed coup in 2016, kind of souring relationships, a little bit of a you know authoritarian bent. And so now they're looking to diversify their supply chain. They're planting hazelnuts in Azerbaijan, in Georgia, in the former Soviet republics. And, and now they're also looking at Oregon. And so that's, you know, Nutella is driving all of that. So Nutella is, is, you know, has a role in this complex geopolitics is what you're saying. Complex geopolitics and the geopolitics of Christmas. The geopolitics of Christmas. Now, there is a phrase you probably didn't think you were going to hear today. But right about now, you might be thinking to yourself, hey, isn't this parts per billion? What does all this have to do with the environment? Oh, don't worry. We'll definitely be getting to that. You know, the jury's a little bit out on the sustainability of Christmas trees. But before we get to that, a quick announcement. We just want to remind you of our hashtag. That's parts per B. If you tweet using that hashtag, you can join in the conversation about this episode or any of our other episodes. So if you have strong feelings about Nutella, Christmas trees, or both, make sure to use that hashtag parts per B. That hashtag again is parts per B.
All right, so we're back and we're talking about Christmas trees, or rather the lack thereof. Given the high price hazelnuts can fetch, Adam says a lot of Christmas tree farmers are now becoming nut farmers, especially in the Pacific Northwest, where the climate and soil is ideal. But he says they don't necessarily feel good about that. A lot of farmers don't want to admit that they're switching to hazelnuts because it's kind of, uh, you know, like giving up on Christmas. But other states produce Christmas trees, too. North Carolina, just south of us here in D.C., you know, is a big uh, grower of Christmas trees, Pennsylvania. So people get their trees. But the, but the real interesting part of this is, you know, Asia is driving this demand for hazelnuts now. People are switching from Christmas trees into hazelnuts. But if the U.S. market really starts to take off, too, not just for Nutella, but for hazelnuts and other products, you know, we could be planting hazelnuts all over the country, you know? So, so in other words, it sounds like what you're saying is there's no real sign in the future that the demand for hazelnuts has peaked. That there's, it's, it's not a situation where pr- the price of hazelnuts has gone up as far as it can go and it's going to sort of plateau. You're, you're, you know, not to make any sort of right. predictions, but it sounds like hazelnuts uh, are going to be, the demand for hazelnuts is going to keep going up, it sounds like. Here's how it breaks down. I spoke with a guy named Larry George, who is the co-owner of one of the biggest hazelnut processing plants in the U.S. And he said, you know, as it stands, about 80% of our hazelnuts today that we grow in the U.S. go to China. And so if we can jumpstart demand for hazelnuts here in the U.S., they're not going to be able to plant the trees quickly enough. He's worried that they're going to be able to meet the demand here domestically. And so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of ping-pongs around. It goes to China and with Nutella. But then once you start planting and once you get to a certain capacity here in the U.S., all these other companies look and say, hey, there's all these hazelnut trees. We, you know, maybe we should use hazelnuts in our new breakfast cereal or new candy bar. So it's it's almost like the sort of the tail wagging the dog, like the supply creates the demand. Exactly, exactly. You know, you can't you can't just these these crops want to go everywhere. They want to go into other products too, and you can look all and you know you, hazelnuts today and uh, pistachios a couple years ago. These things kind of uh, you know have a way of really ramping up quickly. Pistachios, yeah, I could go for it. actually. I could sort of go for some pistachios right now. I'm going to go after we finish recording. I'm going to go find some. Um, but that's not what I wanted to talk about. But the main thing is I wanted to bring it home to the environment. We're an environment podcast here at Parts Per Billion. And the reason why I thought your story was so fascinating was because it made me think about the environmental impacts of Christmas trees. You mentioned that they take seven to 10 years to grow. We chop them down, we use them for, you know, a couple days and they're gone. So, to me, that seems not terribly environmentally sustainable. I could be wrong about that, though. Do you think that ultimately having all these Christmas trees replaced but with hazelnut trees that are sort of more possibly sustainable, is that ultimately going to be a good thing, maybe? Well, I think we should clearly stipulate, you know, uh, Christmas trees are pine trees, and there's no way we're going to replace all of the pine trees uh, in this country with hazelnuts. And the jury's a little bit out on the sustainability of Christmas trees. On the one hand, it's what you say is totally true. You know, it's a disposable um, tree. But on the other hand, the length of time they take to grow, it's it, it creates cover and habitat for animals. Um, you know, it is a bit of a monoculture, which can be kind of bad in some sense. But in another sense, you know, it, it, it you know, it's carbon capture. 
Um, That's a great point. Christmas trees can grow on marginal soil. You know, you don't really need super productive soil to grow Christmas trees. That's why they tend to grow well on the foothills of mountains and things like that. And so uh, they don't take a lot of water, um, neither do hazelnuts. But, you know, as a farmer, that's the part that really interests me, the decisions the farmers are choosing. You have to find a crop that's suited for your climate, for your soil, for your region. Oregon is perfect for growing Christmas trees, and it's perfect for growing hazelnuts. Hazelnuts pollinate in the wintertime, so you need that kind of that uh, temperate, wet climate. And, um, you know, it's not everywhere in the country that or in North America that has that climate. So they're also looking at planting hazelnuts in um, Ontario and other states across the upper Midwest. So the issue of sustainability, I mean, Christmas trees take a lot of fertilizer. They take a lot of labor. And so these are the kind of inputs that farmers are thinking about. And we as consumers have the choice of a Christmas tree or a fake Christmas tree I don't think you have to really beat yourself up if you buy a Christmas tree and throw it away after three weeks. That's Global Environment Reporter Adam Allington. For more of his reporting, both seasonal and otherwise, visit our website at bnanews.bna.com. That's bnanews.bna.com. This week's episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself, along with Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. To find older episodes, visit our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash partsperbillion. The Christmas theme music for this week's podcast comes from the U.S. Marine Band and the Edison Concert Band. It was used under Creative Commons license. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.